Ladies and gentlemen, you found the program that pulls no punches, that knocks out political correctness, and delivers a right cross to defend the Constitution. We call it Fighting Words. And now, entering the ring, retired infantry colonel, trial lawyer, and fighter for truth and justice, Kurt Schlichter. Hi, this is Kurt Schlichter, and this is Fighting Words your FCC-compliant component of my podcast, Web of Mystery. You can also check out my unredacted podcast if you're a Town Hall VIP member. That one is FCC, how shall I say, scoffing. So, anyway, uh, let let me ask you something. Move yourself back in time like five or six years. What if I said, I'm going to give you a president who's going to make peace in the Middle East. You'd go, <laughs> yeah, right, because everybody has tried. I mean, you know, back from Harry Truman, when he recognized the State of Israel in 1948, to, to, to everybody else, it's, it, it, you know, <laughs> Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon famously, Carter famously, Reagan, Bush one. Bill Clinton, Bush 2, Obama. Everybody's tried to bring Mideast peace. This has been a weeping sore for 70 years. It's led to countless deaths in the Middle East, countless deaths from Americans. I mean, it's just been this gaping wound. And what if I told you, you can elect a Republican who is completely not establishment. He just rejects the entire establishment. And he's going to do what all the smart, brilliant, genius people, and you know they're smart, brilliant, genius people because they tell you they're smart, brilliant, genius people. He's going to do what they couldn't do. You would think I was crazy. I would think I was crazy. I did think I was crazy. Look, spoiler, it's Donald Trump. Um, He's brought the uh, uh, UAE and Bahrain into a peace deal. You know, on Hugh's show, he, Robert O'Brien, national security advisor, friend of Hugh's, friend of mine, uh, is, is, is hinting pretty strongly, so is the president, that the next uh, domino to, to, to fall is the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. You know, and I, 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 how, how, do you, how do you really express what a huge thing that is? I mean, if you're like me, and I, I was one of the uh, half million Americans deployed to Saudi Arabia during Desert Storm, and I remember what it was, what it was like there. It's kind of a scary place. Um, I was really happy because I got to go home. Um, that, you know, everything, everything's completely changed. And the guy who has changed it, the change agent is this New York socialite guy, this this uh, kind of uh, uh, brash, wild man who was all over the tabloids, and he had a TV show, and he was a businessman, and everybody loved him until he decided to become a Republican run for president, then they all hated him. And he did what no one else could do. I just find that remarkable. You should find that remarkable. But that's not all he's done. And I guess my point here is, 
what what's the establishment really got to say to this guy? This is a guy who came back. He's rebuilt our military. He's reshifted our alliances such that our allies are now paying their fair share. For years, we were just subsidizing everybody. Well, America, under our establishment, was sucker America. Trade deals, we always took the worst part. Alliances, we always took the lion's share. It was always, it was never Americans first, it was Americans second. And Americans kind of got sick of it. And we, we just kind of know instinctively that our president ought to be standing up for us, not for the other guys. And keep in mind, this Mideast thing, this is, you know, this is, A, we're supporting an ally. We are also supporting ourselves. Again, we spent countless dollars and thousands of lives on the Middle East. And it's Donald Trump who's, who's putting us on a path of resolving that. So maybe that doesn't have to happen. He's doing it in two ways. He's also created energy independence in the United States by lower, uh, uh, loosening regulations and allowing us to exploit our own energy. So the Mideast, simultaneously, the Mideast is not as strategically important based on energy. And it's getting more peaceful. This is, this is remarkable. And where's the credit for it? There is no credit for it. The establishment can't give, it credit, give him credit for it because to do so indicts themselves because for 70 years they've been wrong. Remember, the, the foreign policy establishment did not just become wrong about the Middle East. These were the same guys telling you, oh my gosh, Ronald Reagan, you can't do this as Soviets. This is crazy. You can't do this. Fight the Soviet. Roll back communism. Are you crazy? You, 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 Ronald, you Reagan, you crazy cowboy. And he did it. It's, and I know I come back to this theme again and again. It's the collapse of our institutions. Our institutions are old. They're tired. They're ossified. They're run by third, fourth generation people who did not build them who inherited them. Essentially, our establishment is running on a cultural, political trust fund. You know, they're the loser grandson of the, the guy who scraped together and built a, you know, a billion-dollar business. They're that loser grandson who's, you know, trying to cop a, a, a score of heroin on a street somewhere. And, you know, they're, they're just incompetent. They, don't, they didn't work for it. They don't appreciate it. And they somehow imagine what was that um, God and the Texan woman you remember the Texan woman he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth you know he was born on third base and thought he hit a triple well that's really you know I'm not so sure that was uh, totally accurate for the Bushes and I got my problems with the Bushes but boy that's sort of accurate for our establishment because they didn't build these institutions. They didn't build the society. Most of them didn't defend it. Most of them just live off it like parasites. There were moras on the shark that is America. And then a guy comes along and he actually achieves. And he, in, in doing so, he highlights the complete failure of their institutions. Look, the institutions are old. They have to change. NATO NATO's a product of the late 1940s. That's 70 years ago. Nobody, 
almost nobody who 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 was was active in the formation of NATO is even still alive, much less active. And that's just one institution. That's one pillar of our foreign policy. But to insist that things don't adapt, to insist that they don't change, to insist on maintaining the status quo is really an insistence on making sure their power and prestige and sinecures are unchallenged. That's what it's all about. Look, did they really want peace in the Mideast, the establishment? Now, I think at, at some level, you know, I, I'm sure that at some level these guys were, you know, would rather have peace in the Middle East than not peace in the Middle East, right? At some level, you know, I don't think they wanted death and destruction. But did they really want a massive change that makes their entire life's work redundant? You know, if your whole if your whole business is whether you're a government employee or even a you know private you know think tank guy, if your whole business is the Mid East and its troubles, what happens when they start having troubles? Remember the Sovietologists, Sino, not Sino, the Soviet experts. Remember those guys? You know, the Soviet Union fell. What these guys do? What they have to do? There's no Kremlin tea leaves to read. There's no omens to chart. It's gone. They had to find something else to do. And it, you know, in many cases, it wasn't quite as profitable. They lost their position. They lost their influence. Do they really want that? Is it really in their interest to have peace? Now, again, I'm not saying, oh, we're trying to sabotage it. What they are is looking for the cloud behind the silver lining. They're looking for, well, you know, this really isn't peace. This really isn't that big a deal. This really doesn't change anything. And again, I don't want some liberty. Because they want war in the Middle East, and that's silly. Well, well that kind of is silly. But also, they don't have an interest in optimism. They don't have an interest in saying, holy cow, maybe I need to find something else to do with my life because this is changing. This is, it's not what it was. And I think what we will see, look, here's my, here's my prediction for the October surprise. My, the October surprise is going to be Saudi Arabia signing peace deal with uh, Israel and probably several other states. And you may actually see the president fly out to Riyadh, uh, an, an Israeli flag flying in Riyadh, if you can get that around your head, uh, next to the Arab flags and the American flag and, and sign the deal. I think that is a distinct possibility. That is a distinct October surprise. Now, Compare and contrast what Donald Trump is doing, okay, with, you know, I'm bringing in a vaccine through my warp speed program. I am bringing Middle East peace. I have a V-shaped recovery. I am rebuilding the American people. These are concrete achievements. And what are they met with? What, what do the Democrats have? Well, this guy who won't give his name, he heard somebody say that Donald Trump said something mean about veterans, and I know there were 26 people who said it was a lie, but you know, you should trust us. We're the Atlantic and friends of Barack Obama. We're totally 
reliable. And that's that's an important thing. Oh, yeah. And and Donald Trump said he, uh, you know, he, he, he was hiding COVID, even though, you know, we know Robert O'Brien was his national security advisor was out there talking about it. And we know that Joe Biden was saying, stop overreacting, you xenophobe. And Nancy Pelosi was telling people to go party in Chinatown. I mean, it's look, you've got concrete achievements. You've got frivolity. And the frivolity, it, that, the amazing thing is the frivolity is coming from the establishment. Because, look, Joe Biden is the candidate of the establishment. He is the candidate of the institutions. And Donald Trump's disrupting all of them. Look, they were going to collapse anyway. They're old. And their leadership is terrible, as we have discussed. Donald Trump's just accelerating the process, and they're fighting back. They are fighting back for the status quo where they are not accountable for their failures. Don, every time Donald Trump achieves something, he shames them. And they should be ashamed. They suck. They suck. They're terrible. Now, we're going to see more and more of this stuff. And I guess H.R. McMaster is going to have his book coming out. Um, I'm trying to figure out when this whole, you know, I think Kelly and Mattis have actually been a little better than other people because, you know, they left the president's employ and not on good terms, and they've kind of shut up. Now, they're military guys, and you, you know, badmouth and a former commander, that's, you know, at least when I was in, that was, uh, that was, kind, of a, that was kind of a bad thing. And, uh, you know, McMaster, now he's writing a book. He's doing what Bolton did. I can't believe Bolton. I'm still trying to get around my head around that. Um, but uh, apparently he's going to write a book, and that's going to be, oh, Trump's terrible for these reasons, and blah, 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 blah. It's just going to be more of that. But I'm not sure it's going to work. I think we're going to see concrete achievements, and we are seeing the rapid degeneration of Hold on. See, life is interfering in things. Life is interfering in stuff. So, anyway. Um, I don't even know where the heck I was. You know, you get a phone call and you get torn off. The bottom line is, oh yes, <laughs> the degeneration of Joe Biden. Joe is degenerating. Uh, he, he, Hugh calls him rickety, and I think that's that's fair. The guy's a mess. And you should read my town hall tomorrow. That'll be Thursday, the uh, 17th of uh, September. I talk about how they're going to get rid of Joe Biden, or try, because they might not be able to. Uh, I read about that in my free town hall column, so you should check that out. In any case, let me sum this up on the one question that we all care about. Is Trump going to win? I think Trump's going to win. I don't think Biden's going to debate. I don't think Trump, Biden can debate. Just the other night, uh, Trump did a town hall for two hours with uh, that malignant dwarf, George Stephanopoulos, Snuffleupagus, and uh, he held his own. I mean, you know, the liberal blue checks were on there whining and complaining. But, you know, from what I saw, he did fine. And he was on it with dates and numbers and times. He's practicing. He's not only showing that Joe Biden's afraid to go out. He's getting practice. And he's getting practice in what Hugh told him to do, which is hard 
uh, hard interviews, hard venues. And Joe Biden's out there getting lob softballs and reading off a uh, cue card off a uh, teleprompter. Look, I don't think there is any way that Joe Biden debates. I just don't think he debates. That's we got about two weeks. Don't think he does it. And I think it'll be uh, Trump says normative racism and sexism makes him sex sexist and racist. And I won't I won't, uh, you know, I won't uh, be any part of it. I'm not debating him. What a terrible, terrible. Like everybody's sending me texts. Um, I won't debate him. That's what's going to happen. In my view, maybe he'll show up. That would be interesting. Okay. Anyway, that's enough for now. I've yacked enough. I want to thank you guys for listening to me here on Fighting Words. Uh, please uh, check me out on Twitter at Kurt Schlichter. You can read my town halls on Monday, Wednesday if you're a VIP member, and Thursday for free. Uh, check out my books, uh, including my novel, People's Republic, which is uh, becoming nonfiction. And, of course, my official, my nonfiction nonfiction, which is 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. Anyway, talk to you guys next time on Fighting Words. Adios.